we saw, we conquered. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Come on, Rattlers. Come on, Rattlers. I will see you on the coming of the home. Where all the Rattlers shall gather together on the highest of the seven hills. Will you be there? Whoa, will you be there? Have you got your ticket? Is your name on the road? Homecoming. The rattlers shall strike and strike and strike again. May God be with you. Because sometimes I won't. All right, rattlers. Is that weak? I don't know what to say to you, man. Uh, but y'all already know we about to start the show. But, you know, I had to get y'all the spirit. It's already. Because I already know. This thing's up on HBCU Digital Network. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! Greetings and salutations. Man, if you are here, you are definitely a subscriber. <laughs> but we just going to break the news while it is news. We're going to move showtime 7 o'clock on Sundays. It works better for my schedule. So, uh, and I don't like doing a lot of the like, recordings, then drop it. I don't know. That's just me, my two cents. But, uh, fam, you Lee, happy homecoming week. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the happenings that are going on for the greatest week in all of HBCUisms. Uh, and I'm extremely biased in saying that. I, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not going to front with you on that one. But it's been an interesting week. Um, and last night, last night, we did get a bit of the, you know, if you want to say Jekyll and Hyde Moosey, you can say that. I don't know how much that pick was his fault. Like, I had to go back and rewatch the game because the first half, I was frustrated. Second half, I was cruising. I could actually like watch and be informed. But the the uh, yeah, I'm in the second half. But the first half, I was livid. I was like, "What in the world are we doing? What the what is going on?" Uh, but watching it after, and if you saw the instant reaction last night, you're a trooper because it was late. <laughs> I was like, "I'll even look." The in-house studio is in use. So I couldn't even use that. So my, my man's over here. He was getting his. He was getting his ease in. It was so late. He was snoring. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's my dude. But um, but now nah, you know, game was late, man. And you get a game on prime time. ESPN. Look, I'm just saying. We, we talked a lot last year, and this is completely off the cuff. This is unplanned. We talked a lot last year about how. Jackson State was really polarizing and how they were constantly on television. Is FAMU that team this year? I, I just gonna put that out there. Like, is FAMU that team? Because you know, today's episode, FAMU football rockets to the moon. And so, why is that? You know, for those that are uninformed, I did used to work at Challenger Learning Center, which is a part of FAMU and FSU, but both FAMU and Texas Southern have obvious ties to the space industry, once you kind of know that, as well as Alabama AM as 
they have launch facilities, those places. Um, Tallahassee, we have the Learning Center. So all three universities have a connection to the space program. And, you know, one of them just happened to bless me <laughs> with a job, which I was very thankful for. But, you know, it's FAMU, the kind of new program in the SWAC that we're going to see on ESPN a lot. Like, just thinking out loud. That's not planned. That's just something that kind of came to the brain while I was, you know, sipping water. It's water today. Um, wife's been fussing at me, saying I need to buy more and drink more water. And she's not wrong. Don't tell her I said that. But she wasn't wrong in this case. So brother definitely needs to drink more water. So uh, I'm doing it. But it's family kind of that new year program. So it's kind of the question I'm going to put out there. You can argue amongst your friends. How about that? <laughs> like argue amongst your friends. But coming in, man, look, SWAT cross country event, SWAT championships. Like, and one of the things I'm going to say a big ups to the Southwestern Athletic Conference making a concerted effort to give member schools opportunities to host championship events. Like it sounds stupid. It may sound petty, but tomorrow, 9 a.m. Tallahassee is going to be hosting SWAC championships. And honestly, that's a benefit. That's something that you definitely want. It's something that you should aspire to have. And every member school should get an opportunity. So, you know, I'm just saying that's just, you know, it is what it is, but you know, you know, we just we just gonna put that there. Now with this one, tomorrow a little big day, golf team got some going on at Kennesaw State. Hopefully, they go to Atlanta and they're able to get that going. You know, just just saying, just wanting to get some wins here. So, like, excuse the typing in the background. I'm being greedy. <laughs> Look, it's your dog's birthday. I'm just saying, man. It's your brother. It's a brother man's birthday. So I did. Well, I'm going to drop the cash up on the scroll later on. It is my entire name, um, but spelled funny. So it's one of those, if you know, you know. But once you know, you'll never forget. Uh, but yesterday, man, that family football game, it was all right, man. Like, the outcome was all right. Like, if you're a fan like me, you were mad. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, post game. I was cool. Like post game, I, I was glad that I could really talk and ask some questions. My right ear is not working as well as my left, but that's okay. This is my good ear anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna tell that a lot today. Uh, brother's 39 today, so <laughs> I, I can sit up here and tell, hey, this is my good ear. But um, nah, real talk though, the game was actually it was solid. Like you go back and watch it, and if you know. I run the FQ Favorite Twitter page, so we definitely do a lot more of the jokey, jokey stuff there. As far as like um, gifts and stuff like that, like you probably see a little more of the fan side come out of there. But you definitely saw at times like, man, run the ball. But even watching the game early on, family did try to run the ball. It's just we kind of backed off on it at the wrong time, just for me, just from my perspective, because. That pick Musa through, that goes back to what I was saying on Thursday. Like, protect Musa. Like, sometimes protecting Musa isn't just offensive linemen and defensive linemen. It's calling plays to where it's 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 simple. And maybe where he doesn't even have to throw the ball. I, I understand in that kind of case, you know, hindsight is 2020. Like, we all got perfect vision after the game. Like, 
I don't know why Coach Simmons did this. You see, if I did this, if you if I was a coach, if you was a coach, you'd be losing. <laughs> let's go, let's just be honest. If you and me was a coach, boy, <laughs> them rattles would be hanging to us. But you know, you, you kind of go back, you watch it, and you're like, all right, I could take the fan glasses off. Yeah, I gave him to him. You know, he got the fan glasses. Him, he don't know how to act. You know, the rattlers get a touch and he over there bouncing like, you know, that's my man's. But uh me, look, angle, I get stupid. <laughs> but post the second game, I'm good. Uh the second watch, I should say. Um, but and in the second watch, I saw in that first drive where it's like it was a bad pass. You know, I, I can't argue with that. But you also kind of look and you're like, where else was he supposed to go with it? Kind of. Uh, you almost wish again, it's that hindsight. It's not that it's that part, it's that perspective of saying I'm a fan, but I'm also able to be rational to look and say, I really would have liked for us just to run the, run the ball, take three points. That's again, that's just, that's the hindsight. Uh, that, that's just being an honest fan and, and fan is short for fanatic. I mean, come on. I got three FAMU jerseys, a marching 100 thing from when they were in the band. I got a Kofi shirt behind me. I got a snake with glasses, a family. I'm a fanatic. I, I mean, it, it, he, him's on the floor, but I got two of them. Oh, no, they're behind me. Look, I got two of these. Look, again, I, I'm a fanatic. Like, so let, let's let's cut the, the junk. But I'm rational. Like, I can, get, I can escape my love for FAMU, to be honest with you. Pass Musa through, it was terrible. It was in trouble coverage. But was it the best play call? Like, probably not. But in, in the moment, I can step back and say that, yeah, Musa threw a bad pass. But do I feel like Musa was properly protected in that moment? I don't know. I think that's one of those. If if you catch Coach Simmons tomorrow morning, I might try to slide in. I ain't gonna lie. I'm Dean tomorrow. So I might I might slip in for a few minutes, get a question in and get out. But um, real talk, uh, you know, that's one of those questions where it's like when you watch the film, you obviously want that play back. But do you think you may have done that a little differently and maybe settle for the three points? Because this is a team you're better than. Look, just full stop. I, I, I wonder. I, I might I might pose that question. And Gerald, if you're watching, look, you can steal that one. If I ain't there, you can have it, man. Uh, just saying. But that, that's a real question that I would ask. And then when you kind of watch, I, I do appreciate, and I did ask Coach Simmons postgame about the penalties. Like, most times, fam, you look, let's be honest, y'all, we're one of the most penalized teams in FCS football. Fam, you had less than 60 yards. I believe when I checked yesterday, it was 58 yards. Um, so... 58 yards, considering we're approaching about 100 per game, you slice your penalty yards in half. And Coach Simmons said, I do like that. He was honest. In postgame, he was transparent. And, look, I'm going to give that brother the credit. It was due. We all was tired. Like, I have been going since 545 yesterday morning myself. So 12 o'clock at night, I was sitting there staring at him like, brother, you need to go, you need to, go to bed because I'm tired. But – he answered our questions, and he was Coach Simmons. Coach Simmons is – one thing I love about Will Simmons, he's fair. Like, he tries. He works with the media. But what he what he did was, I was like, Coach, you know, normally we're going to ride you when the penalty yards are high. 
But in this game, the film yards are much lower. Like, what did you do to correct that? And one of the things he stated is like, yo, you know, he, I, I didn't go say it. I'll say it the way I will say it. The players be getting dealt with, and they don't like it. And that's what he said. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but you want to go back and watch it. I'm pretty sure Josh will drop it later. Uh, but, yeah, the players getting dealt with. Like, you get a stupid penalty, fine. And there are acceptable penalties and unacceptable penalties. And that's one of the things I took down in my notes, you know. His acceptable penalties, effort penalties, face mask, holding. I, and I get that. I play football. I get that. But the unacceptable penalties, the same ones that make us upset in the stands, make him upset. The personal fouls, the pre-snap penalties where you're getting false starts and stuff like that. I look, I say what you will. It could have just been the competition we were playing in this game. But in this particular game, Willie Simmons, he's giving results. Like I'm just saying, he ain't new six, but what he did, he got results. <laughs> and I, I just, I personally, I appreciate that. Just that being as a fan, you know, y'all know I got to pull it to pool because, brother, none of us lost the game. But especially, I got stunt when I do. When I, <laughs> but anyways, that was something that was noticeable. Like, no, no major penalties in that second half. Like, go back and watch. You can look at penalties you want to. You're not going to find many, if any. Like, it, it was a really clean game, well-played game. And it was fun. Like, just as a fan, you can kind of come back there and watch. And you can see, like, okay, we, we had a good day. We had a good one. So, um, offensively, I'm with y'all if y'all want to complain about Moose. I'll listen to it. I ain't going to complain with you, though. Like, because did he have a spectacular day? No, but what was I going in and telling you from the word go? Like, yo, I really don't need Moose to have a great day. I just need him to really be a game manager at this point. <laughs> like, and, you know, it's probably not the PC thing that you want to say or may not be what you want to hear, but it's the truth. This was a game. I just needed Musa to manage. And really, for the most part, Musa manages the game. Like, he goes out there and, you know, for a while, we're trying to make him super Musa. But after a while, you got to back off on that because Texas Southern's coverage was solid. But then the other stuff, you know, kind of kicks in and you, you start looking and, man, <laughs> And you start getting the balls to players in space, and problems happen because all of a sudden they got to contend with that speed. Uh, Musa, what, 180? Yeah, like 13, uh, 17 for 32. You know, I mean, that, that's Musa. You know, he's about a 50 to 60% guy. Um, the drops weren't quite as bad as in the last game, so previous game. Like, we definitely. We saw a better effort as far as receivers catching the ball. You, you had a couple overthrows. You might have one that was, you know, a penalty that wasn't called. But at the same point, refereeing-wise with the PIs, you missed one. I ain't upset about all of them, though, because you let us slide with that targeting because uh, that could have won either way, if I'm being real. And if I'm being honest, uh, again, fanatic, but still rational. Uh, now, like I said, the receivers – if you watch that last game against Southern and you watch this, you really ain't complaining. Like you, you were like, yeah, that was better. Now the secondary, whew, man, it was, it was a long day for a while, boy. Yeah, the defensive line, 
they were getting cooked at first. Like, if we're going to keep it a bean, like, I believe Coach Simmons even was like, yeah, this is our, our first 100-yard rusher that we've had all season. And he said that, and he was like, like, <laughs> when he said that, it was the, yeah, do it again and see what happened. <laughs> that brother was not happy about that. Like, not to pick on you, Coach Simmons. But the way he was looking, when you said, yeah, I think this is our first time giving him 100 yards all season long, that brother was not happy. <laughs> like, and, and for a while, look, that's really what kept me nervous. Like, I was like, yo, we, we getting gashed. Like, we struggled to we struggled to tackle for a while. Like we we had several missed tackles. If you go back and watch, especially that first half, but then the second quarter happened. My lord, that second quarter, watch FAMU's defensive line. And I remember in our group chat, I was like, watch General Hunt, <laughs> like just just watch General Hunt. Go back and watch the second and third quarter of that game if you got espn plus and if you don't know um look you can you can fast forward on the replays i ain't tell you that though you can skip the commercials <laughs> but um uh, yeah but it's a game changer i ain't gonna lie i watched the game last weekend like an hour like right before the show i was like boom, 45 minutes i watched the whole show whole game uh but real talk like go watch general hunt from the second to third quarter. If you making film and you work for FAMU and you love General Hunt, man, please. This dude was doing stuff. Like he won <laughs> not once, two, three times. General Hunt comes over there with a swim move, looking like a receiver. I was like, ooh, oh, that, that dude's 300 pounds. And the Texas Southern quarterback's like, oh, hell no. This man, not him again. Like, brother, that dude was like, this dude, where he come from? <laughs> like, like that's that's one of the ones where you sit in the stands like, where they get him from? They got they got two more of them? That that dude, he can play ball. He all right. That, that, that boy good. <laughs> Look, Gentle Hunt put on a flipping display. I'm just saying, for a defensive lineman, and Coach Simmons mentioned it too as well, pointed out like, yeah, Gentle's. For a defensive lineman to have the tackling stats he has, that's not normal. Go back and watch. He put on some film that, look, I know he's too old to really have a huddle, but that's the place you put on huddle. Like, go back and watch second, third quarter. General Hunt, that's part of the reason we win that game. Like, I, I ain't going to even lie to you. Family's defensive line, and I said it going into the game was going to be one of the game changers. And Gentle Hunt, man, that dude was out there eating. Like, we saw some we saw some sacks, though. Like, you know, family's defensive line, they they, they cease to, to – <laughs> they don't stop impressing me. Like, you, you had Sharif say he got a sack. But, like, it was just all – the second through third quarter, watching that family defensive line, go back and rewatch it. I'm just, I'm encouraging y'all. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I graduated with a degree in history from family. So first thing I'm going to tell you is go check facts, go check stats, go check data. Like I, you know, that's why I'm petty with the pool. I argue with data. I don't argue with, you know, how I feel. No, go watch Jonah Hunt though. 
that defensive line was defensive liner. Now the linebacking core, this wasn't a surprise for me. They they were there, but in this kind of game against this kind of offense, I really didn't expect them to be spectacular. Like they're they're good. They're really great. Which is just the kind of offense you're playing against. You know, Isaiah Major again, he does everything Isaiah Major always does, which is lead the team in tackles. Javon Morgan's up there too, but you know, Cheney, like your linebackers led the team in tackling, but it's just the way this offense is set up. It wasn't really going to be one of those games where I expected Major to get 10 tackles, and he didn't, and I wasn't disappointed. But it, again, the place, the thing that got caught my eye had me like, oh, okay, General Hunt. Now, the secondary, man, whoo, buddy. Yeah, that was. That was, that was, there was some times you were sitting there watching, like, if this dude was a little more accurate, we'd be in trouble. Uh, and that's just me being honest and transparent with you. And thank God for the second half adjustments because we definitely looked better. But that whole first half, man, secondary, boy, they was getting worked like a part time job. That thing was not pretty. And that's honestly when we start talking about the concerns about other teams. And going against those teams, that's what it is. Like, it's can we score on offense and defensively what the secondary talk about? So, yeah, like that's that's just me. That's what that's why I'm at with it. Um, now again, offensively, my man. Look, I told y'all my quarterback ain't slow. And told y'all, don't let the moves get loose. Man, we saw a different Musa. I'm like, this is, and this is a very bad comparison. So somebody's going to want to break me over the coals for it, and I'll take the fire. This is the transition we saw in Shadur from the his second season. Yeah, the first to second season. Like last year, he learned to run in the pocket. And that changed the game. Look at the OBC. Like, go watch what fam you did and how we just couldn't stop that kid. Like, we could do nothing against him. Now, go back and check. Yeah. Musa running? And look, I understand the name is Musa. I understand you about 235. What I don't need you to do. It's a cute lowering your shoulder because you're a quarterback. Like, Musa can run. <laughs> and some of them dudes, look, Moose dropped the horns. Good Lord. Like, I'm just saying, you know, and this is going to be me going into the nerd box. And I see you, Kev. I'm about to drop down a comment in a second, though. But uh, the Moose is the most dangerous <laughs> deer in North America, especially because, uh, Car accidents. I'm just saying, Moose is a big dude. And Moose was looking, especially with them corners, Moose was looking to run him one over. Like, Moose had a solid day. Look, Kev got us a prediction. That's why I got to make sure we do the live. I ain't doing the taping. They're going to keep winning like this, and we'll probably only see a com complete game for homecoming, Lincoln, and the Celebration Bowl. I'm going to put the classic up there. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to put on wax. The classic 
it's gonna be better than you think it is. Cookman, they better. They better than what they are on paper. Like, and I, I traditionally, y'all forgive me. It's water day. It's water day. Traditionally, I, I'm not one of the ones who's like, you could throw the record out of the book and blah, 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 all of that junk. For the classic, though, for this year, yeah, you could throw that out because Cookman looked different. Like, granted, I told you I don't trust Dooley. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you know, he did me right this week. I had to look at my picks, double check. But at the same point, I'm not for that. Like, I, I yeah. Ooh, no, no, you right, brother. You right, brother. I want to see another forty. What? I want. I ain't gonna lie. I want us to beat them down. But it's because I'm petty and I'm and I'm a rattler, rattler. All right. So, um, but the running backs, man, this is the best running game we've had all season long. Fanny was intentional in the running. Like at first, kind of watching, it was like. Why are we still running out of this shotgun formation at times? But I did see, because I had to rewatch, and I ain't going to lie to you, I'll be full transparency. I missed the first, like, five minutes of the game on the first watch. So I had to rewatch it. And I was like, okay, okay. So up to that 11-minute mark, because I literally got to watch the game when we were going for it. I was like, what are we going for it for? And, uh, and I was like, dang, I, I got it a little bit better. Uh, but – you know, because I missed the Musa pick. And I was like, what did he throw a pick for? But then, I, like I said, I rewatched it. I try to watch it. Like, I try to watch every game twice before I do the show. But um, I was like, man, that was a bad pass. This also wasn't the greatest, like, options for him throwing. He does throw in, like, triple coverage, though. Like, in retrospect, I would either like for you to run the ball and try to get a field goal or just have Musa dump it down to a running back and let, let a playmaker create, you know, running back, receivers, Slot guys, whatever you want to do, worded or whatever. But Finney's running backs, 255 yards. That's what I'm talking about. Like, Texas Southern is probably the worst run defense in the conference. Like, let, let's let's stop let's stop being nice about this kind of stuff. Like, that's one of the reasons we have stats. We have stats and statistics because they say what you and I can't. Like, they logistically are literally, sorry point out when somebody's not good at something. The stats say that team don't run well. You are the worst running team in the conference. The stats say fame you don't run good. But against this team, everybody run good. It don't it don't matter if you suck, if you're good, it don't matter. Like <laughs> everybody runs good against them. And like just saying them, you know, they, they, they're one of the worst. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we we could we could lie about it. We could be honest, and y'all know me. I'm always on the be honest side of this thing. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's it's not there <laughs> near the bottom for a reason. And you, you, of course, you got them running backs that you got that you brought in. You run for 255 yards. What you expect? You're supposed to do that. That was kind of the frustration going in. And on the rewatch, it was like, I could see, all right, they got five in the box. But at the same point, man, give me that extra beef on the line. And you saw that, especially in the second half. That was the second half adjustment that we still had the tight ends at the beginning, but we kind of went away from it. 
Then we went back to it. And I'll just be honest. Running back one for me is Terrell Jennings. And I'm, look, I ain't, I ain't trying to be picky. I ain't trying to be favoritist. Uh, but you you can give me Jennings, Yant, Dean, in any kind of rotation as long as Jennings is first. Because for me, what I've seen from Jennings is the juice. Like, who got the juice? Terrell Jennings. I'm just saying, look at the long plays. Look at the production. Look at the productivity. Terrell Jennings has the juice. Like, he's the dude. He's him. In a running back room, he's that guy. He's that guy that gives you that spark. Is he the one that's going to, you know, break out and consistently give you the speed, speed? No, 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 no. That's not his gift. But what he is, he's that balanced running back. You know, he's fast enough to get the job done, but he's big enough to make you not want to hit him. Now, give me Yan on the goal line all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Like, give me him on the goal line, short yardage. I think within FAMU's running back room, we now have defined positions. We have – you have your balanced everything back. That's Terrell Jennings. I don't love him catching the ball out of the backfield, but that's okay. But when you need somebody to catch out of the back, backfield, you have Kelvin Dean. You have Willoit. Hell, you can throw Jamari Sharif back there. You can throw Riley back there. You can throw Gassett back there. You literally have five to six options of receivers that you can put out there. Woo, Dwayne, priest of the choir can hear. Him and Yant, that's the power backs. I concur. I agree. And I really, that's why I say for me, I think Jennings is running back one because he's got the big running plays. Yeah. I don't know if he figured himself out yet. Like, I just, I feel like he's still either figuring out the offense or just figuring his body out. Because remember, at Nebraska, he didn't play a lot. I think he had like maybe 300 yards, but his rush total wasn't crazy high. Uh, I mean, I just, I would argue that the coaching staff in the, at Nebraska didn't use him very well. But again, that, that's, that's for somebody who was really a Nebraska person to say. Uh, but I, I, you, I would make that argument. But within family's offense, yeah, we, we got running back one. It's Terrell Jennings. And if he's healthy, I, I'll be honest, if, if you're going to give me the offense and we're going to run a three-headed monster, I can't do a third or third or third with them. It's, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to go about 40 to 50% um, Jennings, probably closer to 40 just to keep him healthy. I probably go about, depending on the formations, and, you know, about 20 to 30 yet, depending, because uh, if he can block in the backfield, <laughs> that ain't who you want to hit. And the rest, you know, I would mix up between Dean and the other speedbacks, Willoid. Like, I'm just saying, though, I, I think you have your bell cow. Like, you have your Emmett Smith. If he ain't Emmett Smith level, but if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you're going to get it. I'm one of them. He's definitely Emmett Smith, but you got Sherman Williams back there. Like I just threw that back. Look, some of y'all, some of y'all, y'all real cowboy fans, y'all get that. Y'all ones who are new to the party, y'all like Zeke and uh, uh, the man they got now. No, no, no. You got, you got Emmett. Now we got Sherman Williams. I think you know. Let Emmett do what he do, but let Sherman come in and get his carries. Like that's 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 just what you have. You have your your running back one. 
is Jennings. And I believe I want to give credit to uh, Gerald from the Democrat. You know, I believe he kind of gave that hint. And I, you know, I, I was quiet. I said, like, all right, okay, Gerald, you know, you do, you know, you're the coldest man in the, in the, <laughs> in the press box. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> but, um, well, let me see. I've come to the conclusion personally, Jennings is him. Now, receiver wise, man, you, did you see it? Because I saw it. The, the receiver room looks different. Like I'm just saying, and it's one of the things I kind of pointed out <laughs> about Musa. Go ask Rashawn McKay. Go ask Ryan Stanley what happened when you start throwing picks and stuff, you know, a little vacillation going on here. Willie will pull a quarterback. Like, he loyal. And uh, he will, as the world's, as the old uh, song say, excuse me, he'll stand by his man. But uh, are you struggling? He'll pull you, too. Look at the receiving core. That receiving room looks different. Like, we got K-Dot. You got Oxendine. You got Nicholas Dixon. Y'all notice some of them new boys in there? Uh, it's a couple names I didn't say. I'm just saying. Y'all notice Gasser getting a whole lot more touches. Been telling y'all about that dude, too. That boy from Tampa came from Buffalo. I told y'all about that one. I'm just saying, Riley, you know, he getting in there, you know, a little bit. Not quite as much as before, but I'm just saying. You saw that boy from, uh, you know, Duval. I told y'all that boy was going to be good. I told y'all that boy was going to be good. I told y'all. I'm over here like coming to America. That, that boy good. I, I told y'all that dude was going to be like that. There you go. Burke, Will, my man. That dude, that kid, <laughs> we need an NIL yesterday because that, that kid is going to go somewhere. Like, that kid. Did y'all see him? Like, he's a freshman, and he made them dudes look slow. Like, he made the Texas Southern dudes look slow. <laughs> like, he catches that ball, and you start seeing him gap people. And it's like, oh, dang, I, I've had that feeling. And I've been on the other side of that feeling where it's like, oh, yeah, these jokers can't catch me. And I've been on the other side of like, yeah, this dude, he's just faster than me. <laughs> Never forget, dude played football named Brian Gilmore. I worked with him, too. We were, we were in class. We were in soccer class. Gilmore is running, and I'm busting it. I'm trying. And he's like, you good, brother? And I was like, nah, man, you got this. <laughs> like, been on both sides of that. Burke? Look at the receiver room, though. I'm just saying. Fam, you started to make some rotational changes. Hey, look, Willie be telling y'all he watched the social, but he don't be listening to everything you say. He ain't blind. He is not blind. Now, if it's a blind, we got some injuries on there. But you can see, like, I think part of the frustration for those that are in the run the ball section, you know, the old men and they got gray in their beard like me. Run the ball, coach. Man, he's in the line of a run the ball, man. Play some grown-ass man football. Run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> the reason we're in there, did you see FAMU's offensive line? Come on, man. FAMU's offensive line. Like, Texas Southern had their best five out there, and two of them looked like they weren't supposed to be out there. Like, and Willie Simmons even said it. He was like, yeah, they got two dudes at 300, and they got a 270. And he, that 270... Man, and you saw once that that defensive lineman got hurt, 
<laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to run the ball for Darn sure now. Yeah. And we did. Like, go back and watch the second half and watch how FAMU starts just breaking off run after run after run. Some of it's due to scheme. Some of it's due to the fact Texas Southern lost one of their best linemen and was just like, we can only do so much with our scheme. And you wore them out. Like, you really did. Like, that, that FAMU O-line, yeah, yeah, they, they, they're, they're doing the thing. They doing the thing. Uh, yeah. So, like I told y'all, this one, If I when I went position for position, I had FAMU. And it, obviously, we won. You know, they did me right. You know, good good score. And shout out to HBCU Digital Network, man. You know, they stay up with the good graphics. 31, 21, closer than a lot of us would have wanted. But at the same point, it is what it is. It's a win. Now, how do we – y'all know I'm petty. You know, I, I can't – you know – if you, if you was a picking person, you use my picks. Look, I, I didn't get you right last week, but this week, oh man, we everybody got you right. Like I ain't even gonna lie, the whole crew, the whole crew got you right. So right here, you can see my man ONG Strike Zones on Brian Fulford up top leading the squad, man. So uh oh, it's doing a little flickering on me. Don't do that. So you can see everybody. Everybody went perfect this week. So even She Loves D, you know, contrary to the pics she put on social media, she went 5-0. Like, I, you know, I can't rag on you and not praise you. So she did. She had a home run this week. But you see your mans. Yeah, no, I don't do that boy jump. <laughs> your mans right here, 5 for 5. I had North Carolina Central because, you know, that game was actually close, though. Like, that was the game that gave me the most – consternation give you old good christian word that jackson state game they they were supposed to win that one but i understand why tc was upset that was close like what 21 7 something like that uh tennessee state it kind of hot i ain't gonna lie i was just riding the wave with that one southern i don't trust Dooley, and boy they were struggling that game was closer than it should have been like i ain't gonna even lie and then it's family like come on man just pointing out like I'm just pointing out that your man's and, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of in first place still. So, <laughs> like, Flash, it's lonely at the top, baby. <laughs> but, nah, man, it was cool, man. It was tight game, though. Tight game. Um, and But the best part of it, it finished on your man's birthday. Like, so, today is my birthday. I'm 39 years old. Um, and so I told y'all it's one of those, if you know, you know, type deals with my cash app, it's my name, but, um, y'all know I'm a mom. I always tell you, I like to be just a little bit different. First initial, last initial middle name. So my middle name is Gerard. It's not Jared, but this is also what happens when you let a, uh, teenager spell their brother's name. So my sister gave me my middle name. She didn't know how to spell Gerard. So she just, she gave me what she gave me. So, you know. It is what it is. I do love it, though. Like, I actually like my little name. Some of y'all, I don't like my name. No, I like mine. I ain't gonna lie. I love mine. So, it was some good times, man. Um, and the MEAC, let's kind of pull it up. Man, you can look, look right fast. Look right fast. North Carolina Central, Howard, South Carolina State, your top three. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I got no faith in nobody with <laughs> North Carolina Central. Honestly, after that game, I saw it against Morgan. Morgan may be a close second, but if I'm being real with y'all, that's the only team I really see, like, 
going all the way. I got no faith in South Carolina State because, no, I just I just don't. And I can't. Like, I ain't even going to lie to y'all. Now, with this one right here, look, fam, you and Southern up top. And I, look, what's so important about the next couple weeks? Fam, you can clinch the SWAC championship, which is kind of crazy. Like, when you start thinking about it, the implications and the Florida Classic, because, okay, the Florida Classic may be the Florida Classic, but the Florida Classic may be a game that doesn't matter, which is crazy. Like, it matters to you and me because, you know, we never want, you know, that school on the world's most fa famous litter box to win anything, you know. But at the same point, I'm just saying, like, I definitely, definitely don't want them to beat us in anything. Let me see. 28 unanswered points. That was crazy showing what could be. Brother, Dwayne said it. And honestly, I think that's the problem a lot of us fan viewers have. Like, when you're watching, the offense is prolific at times. And it literally goes, <laughs> I'm going to steal Casey Pritters. And if you know, you know type deal. I didn't say that one too many times. But there's an old hard knocks when Casey Printers was with the Kansas City Chiefs. He gets cut. And I forget who was the coach. It might have been Herm Edwards, one of, some, one of those. But he goes, how do you expect me <laughs> to get sugar from X? And, and he, he said the S word. And FAMU's literally, FAMU's football team has moments when it's sugary. And it has moments when it's not sugary. And the problem is when it's not sugary, that's the huge problem because all of a sudden you're sitting there looking and you're like, man, this team is really good. Like we can score in seconds. It's it's that scary thing that family's offense can be so effective that they can literally work the field in 90 seconds. I mean, you can literally watch family's offense in 90 seconds work the offense work the field and put themselves in positions where they're literally just dominant and the defense is amazing but then you got like a whole half where it's like what the flip is this like it, it's look jordan said it best it's mind-blowing because some games we put up 21 points in a quarter like fam you is still not put together four quarters <laughs> of consistent football. We put together four quarters of trash where it's like, okay, the second half from here, second half from there, but four quarters of like good football where we were wearing jokers out, hadn't seen it. And it kind of goes back to the point, I think Kev got it. I'm going to go back to Kev's point. Is is that going to be the celebration bowl? Like, because that's a team where you really don't want to be jiving around like that like you you really don't want to like you want to be dominant you gotta you have not got you have an offense that can do it you got a defense that does the freaking thing like let's be honest the scary part of yesterday <laughs> excuse me um was watching the defense kind of like yo it wasn't offense like you were frustrated with the offense but you weren't so much upset with it. Not the way you are with the defense. Like defense, you were like, man, y'all better get your head in the game. You, you better, hey, hey. You know, you was the, you was the upset uncle sitting up there, can't sit still and fussing. But it, the offense, 
you were like, hey, this is what they do. They, they, yeah, don't stretch yourself with them. They, they figured it out. They ain't, they ain't never right. They can't get right. <laughs> like, you know, uh, what's we got, Jordan? I don't think we'll see it. Look, I'll be honest. I, I, that was a frustration with last year. Like, if we're real and we're honest and we're not just fanatics. Again, jerseys, fingers. That's a, that's a cooler back there. I have a backpack too, lunchbox. I could literally wear family everything except for socks, and I'd probably order some socks. I got the LeBrons in the closet. I ain't gonna lie. I just don't wear them because I can't wear two hundred dollars shoes like that. <laughs> Not in public. I might wear them around the house in the room. These look good, but they, they them things will never cross the threshold. But real talk though, last year's Florida Classic, that was the most complete game we saw of family all season. And the frustration was we just hit it. Like family just found its stride and the season's over. This is kind of what we've seen though with Willie Simmons teams. And I believe he's mentioned that and hinted at it, that family football tends to build up. The first couple games we've seen it. Past couple years, Jackson State lost. Jackson State lost. Now this year, <laughs> we should have beat them by more, but we won. But by the end of the season, FAMU's clicking. Like you don't want this team to get to get to get it going. When they gonna start? Oh, I don't know. I ain't a lot. That's from ESPN, not ESPN. Um, Nike. So I, I bought that one from Nike. It was online. Um, and then the basketball jerseys I got from Hibbit Sports. So go go Google it. The basketball jerseys are like thirty bucks. I, I ain't look. <laughs> I'm a teacher by trade. <laughs> what we're not going to do is make a habit of spending $100 on jerseys. Now, the $100 jersey is the family football jersey. is because, as I pointed out, today's my birthday. So my birthday's on the 22nd. I wanted a jersey with a 22 on it. But the basketball jerseys, this was $30 from Hibbit. They had a little deal. You can still Google it. Like, family jersey, Hibbit sports, still $30. I'm not paying $100 for family basketball jerseys right now. We made the tournament. I got you. But they had every color except for green. I think I'm gonna go back. If they if they get the green, I'm gonna order the green. Think about it. You get three jerseys for the price of one. Come on, bro. I ain't balling out of control. I'm just a regular Joe like you. <laughs> like straight up. Um, but yeah, so the the football jerseys were on ESP, uh ESPN. I keep wanting to say ESPN. Nike. It's because FAMU's game is gonna be on ESPN. Um, so and I'll look real quick. You know, I got you. You know, it's kind of my my little side habit. Uh, I see Dick Sporting Goods. They got it says number one. So I'm glad I got my jersey when I did because I wanted the 22. But uh, yeah, Dick Sporting Goods does have it number one, and it is the green jersey like this one. So 105. So Rattler Green Untouchable is what it says. So if you go to Dick Sporting Goods, look online. They got it for 100. So glad I got it when I did though. Man, I'd have been mad. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't have the green LeBron. I do see it though. So that's the next one. We'll go up there with the with the other ones. But uh yeah, man. So they are online. So check them out. You know, they ain't paid me to say that. So just if you like me, you love everything family. I got a family blanket down there. Like that was my birthday gift from my mom. So <laughs> she know, get me some orange and green with some family on it. I'm happy. But um, yeah, man. So it was a uh, fun time, fun time, but then it goes back to really what um, Dwayne and 
Jordan pointing out, man, if you get four quarters to this team, my goodness, because they're talented. Like, let's let's go ahead and, you know, go through the third wall there. This is the best team in the sweat, talent-wise. Now, it coming together is completely different. And Willie Simmons points that out in the post-game interview. He talks about y'all playing like a bunch of individuals in the first half. In the second half, you played as a team. Man, when this team plays as a team, it's a problem, especially when you start considering we can take advantage of what certain teams do. And I haven't looked at Prairie View yet. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I ain't going to start, you know, all this, that. But I will say Prairie View is probably going to be your most challenging game of the season just because of the the familiarity with the talent. That took a long time to say. But it's true. If you start thinking about it, Texas Southern's defense coordinator used to be on the FAMU staff. FAMU's offense ain't changed that much. Right, let, let's let's keep it a bean. Let's not even lie about this. And that may be why sometimes we kept so many things close to the um, close to the vest because Dan Lemke is on that roster. He is the passing game coordinator for that defense, the DBs, and the cornerbacks coach. He was sitting in the room in FAMU as one of your co-defensive coordinators. You can't you can't understate that. And that that's that's some of the reason that to me this is probably gonna be your toughest game. This may be a game where I'm definitely gonna want to look at the roster, see can you establish the run, how well you can establish the run, what's their base defense. But within this game against Prairie View, the big concern is definitely going to be the fact that the person across the sideline from you knows the offense. And he knows you know, some of the terminology may have changed, but how much of it has changed is definitely going to be in question. But he's got he's he's got a familiarity with this program. Grant, Willie Simmons, he's Willie Simmons. And I kind of gave him the pat on the back yesterday. Willie Simmons, and he, he kind of took it and he was like, oh, dang, you know, appreciate that. You know, a little bit. You know, he didn't. But Willie Simmons has revitalized football programs. Like, for everything we want to say and everything we want to complain about, this man has single-handedly brought back two football football programs and taken them to places where they hadn't been in a long time before he got there. He brought Prairie View to relevancy. He opened up a new stadium at Prairie View. He comes to FAMU, and he practically opens up a new stadium again. And he's winning. And so it's just something that, you know, when y'all are waiting for Thursday, that y'all get ready for, be prepared for, because we're definitely going to point that out kind of look at, you know, what coach might be seeing, but then also kind of point out some of the obvious. So it's a good time to be had, though. Um, So for those that are just coming in, though, we're going to move the show to seven on Sundays. Uh, It just works better for my time. And I like for y'all's live comments. I don't like to, you know, record and then upload and all the other stuff. Nah, man, I I like the fan engagement. You talk to me, I talk back kind of vibe. But also, it's your man's birthday. Hot 39. Um, I'll turn 40 next year. So, but last year in my 30s, we got turned up. We're gonna have a little fun. Um, so if you want to bless a brother on his birthday, I normally don't do this, but because of my birthday, I was like, you know what? If they do, they do, and if they don't, whatever. I still love them. Y'all should look when you see me in the parking lot, please stop me and say what's up. You know, give me a fist bump. I don't crazy do handshakes. Um, and it's just because I'm just I'm just like that. Uh, but I don't mind handshakes. It's just, you know, I do the whole thing and I get complicated. I can't do the ones with the kids, though. They like, duh, 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 stump three times, shake your head, all that. <laughs> but 
Uh, if you see a brother at homecoming, definitely let somebody know. Like, share, subscribe. Man, HBCU Digital Network got a lot going on. They were over there at uh, Howard this past week. We're going to show that on Thursday, some of that footage, and just making efforts to make the programs better, man. So, But before we head out, big shout out, HBCU Digital Network, her Stewart and Black Techies. Make sure I remind y'all, Rattlers, what week is it? We came, we saw, we conquered. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Come on, Rattlers. Come on, Rattlers. I will see you on the coming of the home. Where all the rattlers shall gather together on the highest of the seven hills. Will you be there? Whoa, will you be there? Have you got your ticket? Is your name on the road? Homecoming. The rattlers shall strike and strike and strike again. May God be with you. Sometimes I won't. Yeah, man. All right. Look, it's homecoming week. I ain't gonna lie. You ain't got your ticket. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like <laughs> they sold out and they reselling for like a buck fifty. I like. I ain't never thought I'd see that for a family game, but somebody gonna pay a hundred dollars plus to walk in there with the best outfit and some new shoes and walk right back out. I ain't never had to stunt that hard. <laughs> But, man, anyways, it's going to be great to see y'all. Look, I need to meet that brother. Like, if y'all know, like, bring him up. Look, I appreciate the way. Look, drop him in the comments. Drop the happy birthdays in the comments. I appreciate it. It's always love. But we're going to head out again. Showtime, Sundays. We're going to do it at 7 o'clock. Thursday's still going to be at 8. So, but, you know, brother's working on something. Like, look, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But if I get it, I ain't going to lie. Y'all gonna hear about it for like a whole month of episodes. Like I'm be I'm be cut to stupid. Anyway, so HBCU Digital this is the home, home to her so the black techies, home to the Fangs Up podcast, and I'll see y'all at the game. And as always, it's Fangs Up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor. Community. They also know how to turn up. Dorothy, how-